Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the latest episode of the Championship Roundtable. I'm your host, Jake Jackman, and you can reach us at the show by emailing us at championshiproundtable at gmail.com. Today, we only have one guest, so I'll let you introduce yourself, James, if you want to tell people where they can find you. Yeah, I'm James. I'm representing Preston North End on the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore James Vickers, and I also write for a Preston North End fan blog, which is at tomclark at thebackpost.wordpress.com. Yeah, thanks for coming on today, James. Uh, it's, it's only two of us. It's quite a lonely podcast today, but we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. What we're going to do, we'll discuss the uh, two matches between Newcastle and Preston, and then we'll move on and discuss the championship as a whole. So it's going to be very Preston and Newcastle-centred this show, but we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll start the League Cup game uh, during the week. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to start here. It's probably not a game you want to discuss in that much detail, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was the fourth round of the EFL Cup. Preston came up to Newcastle. Both teams made several changes, and yeah, it it kind of went downhill quite quickly for Preston. Uh, what were your views on that game? And uh, did you see any? What did you take from that about your squad? And did you learn anything new? Yeah, I've sort of always thought that we had sort of our strongest eleven is our strongest eleven, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two who can come in and do a job. Um, so sort of seeing kind of prove what I've sort of thought all along that as long as we don't have a crisis of injuries we should be all right um if we sort of have to play that makeshift 11 sort of again um I can't imagine it going too well I'd imagine quite a few of them are a bit shot for confidence after that um sort of the early sending off was never going to help especially going to a place like Newcastle um it was just disappointing sort of uh, from the fans perspective that chance to get into a quarter-final of the Cup um, away at quite a decent Newcastle side to make so many changes. Um, but as always, our main focus this season is definitely the league. Um, so I can understand where Grayson was coming from with that. And it gives sort of some of the fringe players a chance to sort of go out and impress, which not many of them managed to do. <laughs> Yeah, it's very similar for Newcastle. We made a quite a few changes as well, but I think we've got a slightly different approach where Benitez wants to win every game he plays and he, he's, we've got a good chance in the Cup now. We're through to the quarterfinals, got a good draw against Hull, which is winnable. I think even, I think we're actually the favourites to beat them despite being away. So it'll be interesting how that goes, especially as we've not had a Cup run in a long time. Uh, I came on this show uh, earlier in the year and I was saying how bad the EFL Cup was and how I didn't want it but now we've got to the quarterfinals I'm getting quite into the tournament and I'm quite, quite yeah. liking it going <laughs> but yeah it was, it, was, it was an interesting game we got the early goal and then the sending off obviously did just make it quite impossible for Preston and we just attacked and attacked and six goals it could have been seven or eight from from, from, from what I saw so it was, it was, I guess it was just one of those games and it, it, it was important that Preston didn't take the sort of morale battering that it could have provided 
Yeah, we well, we sort of had a similar situation to that earlier in the season at Brentford. Um, we got beat 5-0 there. Uh, it was 2-0 with about 10 minutes to go and we just completely collapsed the last 10 minutes. Um, and since then, we hadn't lost a game until we got to that Newcastle game in the Cup. So hopefully we can try and put together a similar run between now and, say, Christmas. Um, we always seem to have that one-off day where we get absolutely battered. Uh, and the thing that we've been quite good at under Grayson is bouncing back from that and uh, sort of not letting our heads go down and putting a run together. So fingers crossed coming out of this week, which hasn't been a good one. Yeah, we can uh, put another run together now. Yeah, well, you did recover well in the league game, which we'll come on to in a bit. But uh, just sustain on the cup game. Was that? Did you learn anything new about your players? Was there any players that particularly disappointed and that you don't want to see in the starting eleven in the league? Um, sort of most of them sort of had a fair sort of opinion on um they can come in and do a job but they're never going to be sort of taking the sort of the five or six that are probably nailed on starters out of the team um Grimshaw was quite disappointing in midfield um but having Brown sent off who was playing next to him early on um obviously didn't help and he's not played too much football since he's come to us um we signed him I think it was January February last year from Manchester United um and as soon as we signed him, he had an operation, I think, on his knee. Um, I don't think we, well, we mustn't have done a medical with him. We signed him sort of knowing that. Um, so sort of the start of this season is his sort of first few games for us. Um, he can only get better. He can't get sort of much worse. Um, but sort of based on what I saw at, in the, the cup game, I probably wouldn't have him near the starting eleven at the moment. Um, but obviously training and playing with the players now that he's back fit again um he can only sort of improve really so it'll be uh interesting to see if he gets another chance and if he can take that when he gets uh another game um the only other one who was disappointing was brown he's not that kind of player there was no need to sort of fly into that tackle with Colback. it was sort of in a nothing area of the pitch really from our perspective um and sort of let the side down he's come out and apologized since um sort of saw some fans on Twitter saying it was sort of a debatable red card, but from my point of view, you can't go leading him with an elbow like that and expect to get away with it right in front of the referee. So he's sort of the only other one that I was sort of quite disappointed with. Um, the rest of the squad on the whole, obviously, once it got to about three or four down to 10 men at Newcastle, it's it's never going to end well for you, really, especially sort of when Newcastle are sort of odds on favourites against Preston. Yeah, I don't think the uh, red card was debatable at all. I think that was a very just just completely in the red. There was no, there was no chance that could be a yellow or anything else. And yeah. Once, and then once that happened, like you say, it was only going to be one result. From a Newcastle point of view, I'd, uh, the two players that I'd kind of like to comment on were Modi Arme first. I thought he played... It was a very mixed performance from him. He got his two goals from range, but then he also missed the sitter uh, at the start of the second half. So it c- could have been, it's just showed the two sides of him, why he's such a frustrating player and why he hasn't really settled in since moving. But now he's got uh, a chance to go back to Hull and it'll be interesting to see how that goes because obviously he left them during the summer because of what was going on there. And it'll be interesting to see which react- what reaction he gets and how he plays there because he's, he's still not in the league team at the moment. So it, 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 the cup seems to be his best route to first team football. Um, 
And then, yeah, Mitrovic as well. He's, he's been on the sidelines, been talking a lot uh, about how he wants to play and how much he loves Newcastle. There's some weird comments from him this week talking about how he'd uh, supported Newcastle since he was a boy, which I thought was odd. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no reason for a Serbian to support Newcastle. Like, I, yeah. But, yeah, he's very passionate celebrating when he's not on the pitch, but it's nice to see him get his two goals. Um, he, he also get in a bit of trouble arguing about the penalty and uh, getting a yellow card for a celebration. There's always that side to his game, and I think that's why he's not playing regularly, because he's just not trusted by Benitez. There's a chance he could get a red card at any point, and that side was still el- so evident on uh, on Tuesday, and it was kind of evident again yesterday. He's just always got that, just that switch that he just can't control. Like his, he said, his father said he could become a criminal or something. There was, there was some really weird. <laughs> there was some weird quotes coming from him. He's a very odd man, but he, he got his two goals, which is nice to see. And, and yeah, just moving on to the league game now. Um, what were your thoughts on that? It was a completely different performance. I think there's a lot more positives for you to take from that game. Yeah, if someone had watched sort of the two games, not knowing sort of who were Newcastle and who were Preston, uh, especially yesterday, you'd be sort of hard to to say which was which, um, sort of having our sort of strongest 11, so to speak, um, out on the pitch yesterday really made a difference. Um, so our biggest home crowd since 2009 as well, which I think um, was inflated by the amount that Newcastle brought, obviously playing in sort of League One and lower half of the championship over the last few years, you're never going to get too big a river away crowd come in unless you get a Newcastle or something like that come into your ground. Um, but as far as the game went, I thought we played really well. Um, even though we got beat 2-1, we were quite unlucky not to sort of nick a point at the end. We hit the post and had a couple of penalty shouts. Um, but even though, yeah, we got beat, I, I can't really have too many complaints. Obviously, Newcastle are going to be favourites every game they go into. And I'd be really surprised if they uh, didn't win the majority of their games. No one got quite comfortably. Um, I can't see anyone realistically giving them a, a close run uh, to the title maybe Brighton um, I came on a couple of weeks ago and did say Norwich but sort of after the way they've gone in recent weeks I can't see them sort of really mounting a title challenge they may go up automatic as second but can't see them challenging um, but I was yeah quite impressed with some of the lads who came in again yesterday having sat out the cup game Ben Pearson was fantastic in midfield um, for someone who wasn't getting a look in and wasn't even in the match day squads at the start of the season since the Brentford game where we got beat 5-0, he's come in and he's been absolutely fantastic. He's probably one of the first name on the team sheet now. Um, when we signed him, same with Grimshaw from Manchester United last season, he came in with a bit of a reputation as sort of a, a hard lad ball playing, sort of almost like a complete midfielder. And quite a few United fans were surprised that they'd let him go. Um, when he first came to us, you could tell he needed time to settle. Um, he didn't really sort of kick on in the way we thought he would. Um, but over the last month or so, um, that sort of coincided with our run beating teams like Norwich and Villa and Huddersfield, he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, again, Jordan Hugill as well yesterday, um, a Middlesbrough lad, so he was eager to put on a good performance against Newcastle. Um didn't stop running all game. Um, and he's really come in and filled the void that was left when we saw Garner to Rangers. Um, he's been absolutely fantastic as well. And them two have been sort of the real reason over the last month why we've managed to put such a good run together. And it's pulled us away from the bottom half of the table and we're sort of quite comfortably in mid table now. So hopefully with a winnable run coming up now against teams like Rotherham and Burton, uh, we 
can kick on and hopefully start to push towards the playoffs, which ultimately should be our aim, trying to mount a playoff challenge this season. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah, from the performance yesterday, I wouldn't say that you wouldn't have a chance of the playoffs. I mean, it's a tough division. There's a lot of teams at that sort of level, but I, I was quite impressed with Preston, especially the midfield, like you said, Pearson... Uh, Pringle and Johnson as well impressed me. They they kept Shelby quiet. I don't think Shelby did anything all game. He's he's been in such good form recently, and he couldn't do anything yesterday. And Richie as well. He didn't get to do much. And it there were times when we just couldn't get out of your half. It was it yeah. was we couldn't get out of our own half. Sorry, it was just so much pressure. And it, it, when it got to before our first goal went in, I thought there was only one winner, and that was going to be Preston. But I think it's, this has been the case since many of our away games this season where we've taken a lot of pressure, we've sat back, we've soaked it in and then we've just you, gone quickly on the break and then our quality shows that we've got some very good quality in attack and when they get the opportunity to score goals, they will. I thought Mitrovic's first goal was very well taken. Um, the deflection sort of hindered him a little bit, but he took it down and was cool in front of goal. And the second one as well, we, he reacted quickly and I, he just looks very sharp at the moment, despite not featuring that much. And that, that was pleasing. Uh, I think he, in, the get, uh, in his post-match uh, comments, Benita said he, he's got a tough decision on his hands. And I don't think he can drop Mitrovic at the moment. He scored four in two games now. Even when Dwight Gale comes back in, I, I just don't think that he can come straight back into the to start at 11, which... I mean, it's a good problem to have. You got. <laughs> I think um, I saw some stats floating around on Twitter that... Uh, Perez, Mitrovic and Gale have all got like a goal in less than every other two games. They've got their strike rates are unbelievable at the moment. Diame got a couple in the week. Uh, then you've got Shelby and Richie. It's, 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 it's just quite unfair. I can see what I, I can saw a few Preston fans on Twitter complaining about how unfair it is that the, the price tag is going to be thrown up every time we play against a team this year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, an, it's a fair debate, but it's not Newcastle's fault. Like yeah, uh, there was. I saw one comment from a Preston fan saying that we shouldn't be celebrating wins, but if you can't celebrate any wins, <laughs> what 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 are you doing? If supporting a football club, it's not our fault. Uh, we've got this exactly, money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when you, I think you should take that as a positive that you know we've come to, with all these so-called Premier League players paid so much money, like 
I think Shelby's on something like 60k and you gave us the real game and arguably should have won the match I, I, I think in my view I think I, I thought Preston were the better team and there's a lot of positives to take from that As, especially where you lost 6-0 in the week you know that ability to bounce back against the same opposition can't be faulted for that but yeah what I'd just like to know your views on Newcastle and you know where you think that we're going to end up at the end of the season. I mean, it's not a very difficult question. Yeah. I'm trying not to be as biased as possible, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> but just from your sort of knowledge of championship football, where do Newcastle stand in teams that you've seen in the past that have gone up and won the league? Yeah. So sort of going back to what you said about the price tag, obviously it's not Newcastle's fault and it's not as if they've gone out and spent the money without having money coming back in. You got quite a lot of money for Sissoko and Wijnaldum who, went uh, to top half premiership teams. So I'd imagine sort of you spending over the summer was uh, sort of probably averaged out with the, uh, the incomings yeah, I think, I think and outgoings. Yeah, of, of something like yeah. that billion. So it's, it's not like we've not brought it back in. Yeah, exactly. So um, I can understand where some fans are coming from. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not Newcastle's fault that they've got the money. If you've got the money, it'd be silly if you didn't go out and spend it, uh, especially to get back to the premiership where obviously you get all the the TV right money and everything like that. Um, it's more or less a no-brainer that if you've got the money, you're going to go out and spend it and get back as soon as you can. Um, in terms of league position, I realistically can't see anyone sort of catching Newcastle now. I think they've only dropped a couple of points since the opening couple of games of the season. Um, and I think that'll probably continue for the rest of the season. Sure, you're going to have the odd game where you uh, pick up a defeat that you weren't expecting. But as, as a season as a whole, I think the squad depth that Newcastle have um, will be far too much for any other team. The only other team that's probably got the similar squad depth is Norwich. Um, and they're finding it quite hard this season. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it was Chris Hewton who said earlier in the week that Newcastle have got the best squad that uh, the championship's ever seen. And realistically, I can't argue with him there. Um, having Dwight Gale, who before this week, I thought Newcastle were not over-reliant on, but it was sort of one of their only sort of realistic sources of goals this season. Um, to have him not playing in both of the games and Mitrovic has come in and uh, put four pastors in two games, it just shows the uh, the level of depth that Newcastle have. Um, so, yeah, I can't see anyone challenging you. I think you'll definitely go up. Um, and if I was going to put money on, I'd say it would be as champions. I think Brighton probably would be the only team that would give you sort of a close run. Um, but even then, I can't see them sort of, uh, even at this stage, clawing back uh, the couple of points. I think you'll be probably about 10, 15 points out of sight um, come the end of the season. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. I, I am quite a negative Newcastle fan by default, but it, it's difficult to say we're not going to win the league. Uh, we've won our last seven matches. We've only dropped points twice since our first two losses of the season, which came back to back. Uh, and it just looks like we're building not only momentum, but the players just go into every game knowing they're going to win or believing they're going to win. It's, it's getting past just good form now. It's just a belief that you get with that winning mentality, which I, I think is going to carry us through. Um, I'd just like to go on to the rest of the promotion pitch. And I think you briefly mentioned a lot of the teams. Um, would your two teams to take those top two spots at this point be Newcastle and Brighton? Yeah. Um, at the start of the season, I thought Norwich, I still think they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, sort of on paper, though, I think Brighton are probably the better of the two. Um, sort of 
they've got that experience from last season coming so close, getting into the playoffs. Um, they were really unlucky not to go up automatic. I think they just missed out on the last day or, to, or the week before um, getting an automatic promotion place. Um, so they've got the uh, sort of the the know-how, so to speak, of championship football. There's quite a few of the Norwich team that maybe have been in the championship before but haven't been regular starters or haven't played in the championship before. So I think they're finding it difficult. Um but yeah, I think Newcastle and Brighton definitely. Um Aston Villa, who I thought would get close. Um I think it'll take a bit of time for Steve Bruce there. Um quite a lot of that team have been used to losing sort of week in, week out. Um so it's gonna take a while to uh almost get the mentality that Newcastle have. They're a big team. They're expected to win most games, whereas Villa at the moment, sort of putting aside their history and everything like that, look kind of like an average mid-table championship team. So it'll be a real test for Steve Bruce to try and turn that around and get them going into each game expecting to win and uh, really mounting a challenge. Um, so yeah, Newcastle, Brighton, top two, and then probably outside shout for the playoffs would be uh, would be Norwich to win. Yeah, I think I agree with you on the top two. I think Brighton have only lost twice in this calendar year. I think that's a that's correct. I may be wrong, but uh, I think that's correct. So that, that is quite a crazy start. Um, no, I think that's completely wrong. Sorry, I'd completely forget that start. <laughs> 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 They've lost twice this year. Is that that's correct in this season? Yeah. Preston and Newcastle, yes, that's correct. Um, so, yeah, I think they've taken the form that they showed at the back end of last season and they've carried that into this season. I mean, it, it's tough to recover, but they've done that. And they look at just like a solid team throughout. They've got goals. They've got a good defence with Duncan Duffy at centre-back. They've got a good midfield. I really like uh, Corral. He's a really very good player. Um I just think they're a much better team than Norwich. And I wasn't that surprised to see them heavily beat Norwich at the weekend. I think they've just got a better team. Um, I came on earlier in, the, in, in a few weeks ago when we were discussing the promotion picture and I did say that I thought Norwich had quite an easy start to the season and it, it, they could go on quite a bad run soon. I don't claim to be at some sort of <laughs> amazing at predicting things, but that, that has happened. And I, I got heavily criticised on Twitter after writing an article saying that I didn't think Huddersfield were going to be very near the promotion picture. I said I thought they didn't have the squad depth and they sort of lacked a plan B and they've sort of gone downhill now. So it may, maybe I've got some sort of these prediction powers that I need to start using. But yeah, I, I don't think either of those two teams are, are going to realistically challenge for the top two. I think... The problem with Norwich is that they concede too many goals and yeah. I don't think their manager is that great. I, I know he had that really good spell originally to get them promoted, but since then he's not known his best team. He changes it around too much. I just think he's a bit too passionate. And at the yeah. weekend, he really criticised the players. And once that happens, you know it's going downhill. I think he could potentially leave sometime soon, which will be interesting to see where they go from there because I, I don't think he's going to last the season. But yeah, I just don't really see that many other teams. It's the playoff picture that's most uh, exciting for me. Um, I think I've tipped Birmingham to win that. It's difficult to tip a team to win it before they've even got into it. But I really like Birmingham and I was impressed by them again today. I think Gary Rowett has built a really good team. They should have beaten Aston Villa. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're going to be somewhere in that top six. Is there, is there any team that you can see sort of surprising teams like Sheffield Wednesday did last season and get in a playoff spot sort of that people are not talking about? Yeah, so the one that I've been sort of most impressed with this season that I thought they'd have a good season, um, but not near as well as they've started is Bristol City. I think Tammy Abraham, who when I came on a few weeks ago, we spoke about him. 
um, has been absolutely fantastic for them. And uh, sort of not many people, um, unless they've seen him play quite a bit for sort of Chelsea's reserves and that kind of thing, would have expected him to have the impact he has. Um, he's really improved them after they sold uh, Jonathan Codger to Aston Villa. He's come in and filled the void up front for them, um, and they've really kicked on. Um, the other team I've been impressed with have been Reading as well. Um, we played them at the back end of last season, um, and again at the start of this season, and the difference from the end of last season where we beat them um, to where we played them at the start of this season was massive. It was almost like playing two different teams. Um, Yapstan's done a, a great job over the summer there. Um, so they'd be my two sort of outside picks that many people weren't fancying. Um, and then again, you've got teams like Sheffield Wednesday, Huddersfield, I think they'll fade off, but they should still realistically be around sort of mid-table playoffs. Um, from a personal point of view, I'd like to see Preston back up there challenging. Um, where we've got the, the depth of squad, which was sort of found out at Newcastle to put these kind of runs together that you need to stay around the playoff picture that remains to be seen um but i think the teams that are there or thereabouts at the moment will probably be the teams that are in those positions come the end of the season um but you always seem to get that one team who'll put a run together the last two months of the season and come out of nowhere um and sort of finish around the playoffs so it'd be interesting to see which team that is this season yeah, another team that I think is worthy of a mention is the team that beat Huddersfield yesterday. Uh, 5-0 was quite a convincing victory, which is Fulham. Uh, I saw them on the first day of the season, and I was really impressed by them. Then they beat us, and they could have. it was a very convincing victory. We barely got a kick. We didn't, I think we had like five shots or something. Yeah, we, there was no, we, they were excellent. And they've got uh, Callas, who played for Middlesbrough last season. He's a very good defender. Uh, they, what they did was they sold McCormack and Dembele and then invested that across the pitch and now they've got a very well-balanced team. They started incredibly well, but then they went on that slump. But I think they sort of picked it up in recent weeks. They got a draw against Norwich after going 2-0 down. They've put four past Barnsley, five past Huddersfield. So they, they're finding their form again and that ability to bounce back against Norwich was, was very impressive. And I think on that day, they, they probably should have won the game as well. So I think they're a team to keep an eye on whether it could be that they don't have just enough to get into the playoffs and they're going to be one of those teams that can beat an Aston Villa 5-0 and then the next weekend lose to Rotherham 1-0. It'll be interesting to see if they can get consistency, but I think they've got a decent enough team to get into that top six. They just need to show consistency. But now I just quickly want to move on to the relegation picture, which I'm I'm not that familiar with, to be honest. I'm, I'm just looking at the table now. Rotherham are quite badly positioned. I think eight points off of survival already. I think it's yeah. difficult to see difficult to see them coming out of it. But which other teams do you think could be could be involved in that? And who do you think is in maybe danger of going down? Uh, I think Rotherham definitely. Um, but now that I've said that, we've got them next week, so I know that they'll uh, probably get a one nil win or something like that against us. Uh, even more so because I'm going to it, and we never seem to play well when I go to the uh, to the away games. Um, the other teams that I can see struggling down there are Blackburn. Um, I think they were sort of quite poor when we played them towards the back end of last season, and that's carried over into this season. Um, there's a few teams down there that have surprised me who I thought would be sort of further up the table. Ipswich aren't too far off, but I think they've got too much about them to uh, to be dragged into that. It's only a matter of time until they start picking up wins. Um so the only other real team 
that I can see at the moment is probably Burton. Um, they had a good start, but that's kind of faded a little now. Um, and I think whether they'll stay up or not remains to be seen, but I think they'll be sort of in and around it. Um, but sort of looking at the teams that are down there at the moment, you can make a case for each team why they would have too much to stay up. Um, but as far as sort of going down um, and getting cut adrift, Rotherham definitely and uh, possibly Blackburn as well. They've appointed Neil Warnock, so I can only see them going up the table. Um, Wigan, I think a lot depends on who they appoint as their next manager. I think they've got some good players and sort of a similar team to sort of Preston, if, if that's not too much of a... <laughs> No, yeah. I'm not just just, a, just a, like a group of players that if you had the right manager in charge that you could get them sort of maybe performing above themselves and ch- uh, beating teams consistently but I think the problem that they've had is they've competed well but they've leaked goals and yeah. they just need they need somebody to come in and organise that Nottingham Forest are an interesting one purely because of their ownership situation they they sold Ollie Burke obviously that was that didn't go down well they've really lost form since then um I'm slightly worried for them purely because I just don't think their owners care that much. There's a bit of talk about an ownership, uh, sort of new owners coming in, but I'm not sure how that stands. And there's a real chance they could be involved in it as well. But <laughs> when I'm looking at the table, there's every team has, I, I can see, I can make a point of every team getting involved at the top and the bottom half. It's it's a crazy yeah. division outside of Newcastle and Brighton. I think there's not a lot of difference between the other teams, not a great yeah. deal of difference. Um, are there any other teams that you sort of that we haven't talked about that you want to say anything on? Uh, sort of having to think about it, the only team sort of that I can think uh, when we were talking about the playoff picture would be Leeds. Um, I think um, that Gary Monk's done a fantastic job since he's gone in there. Um, I think he was unlucky to lose his job at Swansea. Um, but yeah, since he's gone into Leeds, he's really got them sort of playing well and I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Um just remains to be seen whether or not Cellino sort of sticks with him. Um, he's been quite sort of quick to to get rid of managers over the last couple of seasons. Um, so it'll be interesting to see when they go for a rough patch what actually does happen with them. Um, but I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, is there anyone else that you can think of, top or bottom? <laughs> um, well, I'm looking at the table. I think Brentford's a, a decent team. They could perhaps challenge for playoffs. And Barnsley as well, I think, are going to be an entertaining team. I can see them finishing sort of where they are at the moment, 12th to 16th. But just there's going to be so many goals when they play football. They've got some incredible attacking players. They're, they are very entertaining to watch. But it's just the other end that I think they struggle. But yeah, they, I think so. We'll, we'll go our predictions for this one. What do you reckon will be the three promoted and the three to go down? And we'll... We'll see at the end of the season. <laughs> um, I think three promoted. I think Newcastle and Brighton definitely. Um, playoffs. I'm going to stick with what I said uh, with Norwich. Um, whether or not they can get that consistency, uh, but I think sort of the squad they have is sort of too good to to not be in and around the playoffs. And I think they'll have that experience of Championship football to to go up via the playoffs. Um, I can't see them catching Newcastle or Brighton, though. Um, the teams to go down, um, I reckon Rotherham, probably at the moment looking at it, just sort of purely that they haven't won since in the league since August, and they're quite a bit adrift already. Um, I think Blackburn, um, sort of looking in from the outside, there's protests 
uh, this weekend that have gone on. Um, it seems to be sort of that they're in a real mess at the moment and probably going down, sorting it out and kind of rebuilding and coming back up and probably in the long run do them a world of good. Um, sort of the last team to go down would probably be a toss-up between Wigan and Forest. Um, probably, I think, if you look at the two squads, Forest on paper should just about escape it. Um, so I'd go with Wigan as the third team to go down. Um, I think they've uh, got a, a decentish squad. It's just whether they, as you said, can get the right manager in to get them playing. Um, but yeah, they'd be my free to go down. Yeah, I think I agree with the top two, uh, Newcastle and Brighton. It's difficult to look past where we stand at the moment. It could change a lot uh, in two or three months' time, as it already has. Um, and I think I'm going to stick with Birmingham for the playoffs. I, I, I just got a feeling about them. And I was impressed with them again today. I think Gary Rowett's a very good manager. They're the type of team that will linger sort of in that 7th to 12th spot and then maybe go on a run at the end of the season, get in the playoffs. And once you've got that momentum, you know, it's difficult to back against a team that sort of gets in there late. And we've seen lots of teams go up that way. Uh, Blackpool before Sheffield Wednesday were unlucky not to do that last season. So I think I'm, I'm going to say Birmingham, but closer to the time, I'll have a much better view on the playoff picture, as, as you will as well. And I yes. think I agree with Rotherham and Blackburn, but I'm going to say Burton. I think they've been playing really well, but they're just not getting the results. And if you can't get the results when you're playing well, I think there's just a lack of quality. They've done extremely well to get up to the championship, but I don't think they're going to stay here. So I'll say Rotherham, Blackburn and Burton. But yeah, we'll just move on to player watch now. Um, we'll be discussing the same game again, but uh, which player impressed for you for Preston and which player disappointed? Uh, impressed, I'd say Ben Pearson. That's what I've got wrote down here. Um as I said earlier, it's been absolutely fantastic this past month. Uh, he was man of the match for us yesterday. Um, he's just quality in midfield. He's got all the qualities you want, especially for the championship. Um, for a young lad, he's not afraid to get stuck in and put himself about. Um, he's got a couple of goals this season as well, so he's good going forward and seems composed on the ball. Um, so sort of championship-wise, he seems almost like the the complete midfielder. Um, I think it's only a matter of time um, until he ends up in the premiership hopefully that's with us but um if not i can see him moving in a year or two um you can sort of now he's getting in the team really see why he was at united and uh was so highly thought of there we're sort of quite lucky at the moment to have him um sort of the player that disappointed um i thought he had a good game but sort of off his recent performances um which have been absolutely fantastic um is chris maxwell the keeper um I thought the first goal, he was sort of unlucky. There wasn't too much he could do about it. Um, the second, it was quite a good save. But again, if you're playing a team in Newcastle's quality, you've really got to either hold on to that or parry it away for a corner or out of danger. Um, he almost handed it on a plate to Mitrovic. Um, and it's sort of not having a, a go at him. He's been absolutely fantastic since he's come in um, and replaced Anders Lindegaard, um, who's a very good keeper in his own right. So he must be doing something right to keep him out of the team. I just thought yesterday that having seen him over the past month, he kind of had an off day for him. Um, but I'm sure he'll uh, be back to how he has been playing. And this is just a small blip for him. Yeah, I I agree with the save, but I thought he played well uh, for the most of the game. Uh, and like you say, if it, he's, he's doing very well to keep out Lindegaard. I was slightly surprised at that where I haven't been following Preston closely, but 
yeah, he's obviously doing something right to keep Lindegaard out, who's played for Manchester United and things. But yeah, for Newcastle, I think the player that impressed me, I don't talk about very often because I'm not his biggest fan, but I thought Paul Dummett had a very solid game. Um, he, he didn't really put a foot wrong and was crucial in how we held on to, to the win as well. So I'll give him a bit of credit. And obviously Mitrovic with the two goals. It's really pleasing for me because I'm a huge Mitrovic fan. Every Newcastle fan loves Mitrovic purely because of how, you know, crazy he is. He's one of the characters in the game that you, you love having for your, love playing for your club, but you don't like coming up against him. He's that type of player, but I'm really happy that he's getting a chance. He's got those four goals. Uh, sadly for you, he's come against your team, but yeah, he's you know, <laughs> good. I'm happy to see him doing it. Player that disappointed was probably Shelby. He didn't really do much. Um, not for the lack of trying, but he was just he was just kept out of the game, and I think more teams are going to try and you know keep him quiet because when he does run a game, it, it can get embarrassing for other teams. He's he's got so much quality for this division, and I think you're you should be so happy that you know you kept him quiet. You may not have won, but that was quite a big victory for your midfield to because you definitely midfield uh, dominated that area, and you know. Yeah, yeah, I thought even for a defeat, we uh, sort of we can't be too harsh on ourselves um, for yesterday. Obviously, Newcastle, massive favourites, whoever they play in this division. Um, and I thought we gave a really good account of ourselves, especially after what happened in midweek. It would have been easy for us to sort of roll over and think, oh, it's the Newcastle game, we're going to get beat here. Uh, and sort of go out with a whimper, but we uh, we pushed them, yeah, right till the end. And yeah, we're unlucky not to, to snatch a point at the death. Yeah, it was definitely a much improved performance. So, like you say, it was you. You came out of the right attitude to to attack Newcastle a lot less, have time on the ball, and I think we've come up. We've had that in the past. Like Rotherham were very unlucky not to get something when we went to them, and Barnsley as well. I think when we go away from home, I think teams are really going to come at us, and it's going to be and it's a huge, huge, you know, success for Rafa Benitez that we've got such a good record away from home, despite teams really up in their game against us. I'd say James Park is slightly different. Uh, teams like Rotherham are not used to coming to such big stadiums and that can overall teams at times but away from home I, I think that was one of the best performances I've seen from a home team against us but there, there's been several and so I, I, I think you should have won the game that's basically what I'm saying yeah. I, 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 <laughs> but that's not how football works so we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. move on we'll move on to finally before we wrap up the podcast we'll talk about our upcoming fixtures You've said a lot of times you've got Rotherham, so discuss, uh, talk us through that one. How do you think that will go? Yeah, um, it's weird at the moment. I'm more confident with us away from home. I think our style of play suits um, playing away from home with the way Grayson sets up with three centre-backs and wing-backs. Um, it's sort of more counter-attacking based. Um, there's quite a bit of frustration sometimes from home fans how they expect to turn up to a home game and see us on the front foot against teams. But obviously in the championship, where there's that much quality um, and we are sort of realistically speaking, one of the, the lesser teams in the championship. Um, so I can understand why Grayson sets up like that. Um, for Rotherham next weekend though, um, on paper, you'd say it should be a Preston victory. They haven't won in the league since uh, I think it was the 20th of August where they uh, got a 1-0 win against, I believe it was Brentford. Um, they've only managed sort of a couple of draws since then. Um, but I'd imagine confidence will be uh, 
sort of quite high for them after getting a good point away at Ipswich yesterday. Um, so I don't think by any means it'll be an easy game for us. Um, I'd like to think we'd win, um, but even if we can get a draw, as long as we're winning or getting results in our home games and then picking up the odd few points away from home, um, we sort of should be a, sort of comfortably in mid-table with that. Um, so hoping for a win, but won't be too disappointed if it's a draw to sort of, especially after this week that we've had with the two defeats, getting back to, to picking up points and playing like we know we can do. Yeah, Newcastle, we've got a Cardiff at home, so that should be a win on paper, but managers like Neil Warnock will really fancy coming up to St. Joseph's Park and he'll, he'll get his players really up for it. I think it's going to be a lot more difficult than it has been against Brentford and uh, other teams that have come to St. James Park recently. I think it's going to be a very interesting game, and I, I can see them maybe taking the lead, coming out quickly. But, yeah, I, I can't see us dropping points at St. James Park many more times this season. I think we'll probably come out um, in the second half and get a few goals. So I'll say maybe 3-1 Newcastle. Um, yeah, I, I hate being so arrogant, but it's difficult, it's difficult <laughs> to see us, us lose a little bit. We've won so many games in, in that you know, momentum's building. So, yeah, I think we'll continue that and, and get a win against Cardiff. Um, but, yeah, with that, we're out of time. Thanks so much for coming on today, especially where it's been us two. It's been a lot of talking. But, yeah, thanks for coming on. If you just want to tell people where they can reach you, now would be a good time. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, and I'd imagine you've probably guessed, I'm the Press North End representative. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore James Vickers, where... I'm mainly tweeting about Preston, so give me a follow. Um, I also write for a Preston North End fan blog, which is Tom Clark at the back post wordpress.com. So yeah, feel free to give me a follow. Yeah, you could get my Twitter account at Jake Jackman with two ends. Uh, I write for EPL Index at the Boot Room, so check both those sites out. And yeah, just thanks so much for listening today, guys, and we hope you keep listening. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.